Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, taking you closer than ever to the world's finest sports cars and the culture and history behind them. Brought to you by NineWorks.co.uk, the innovative online platform for Porsche enthusiasts, NineWorks Radio is presented by Porsche journalist Lee Sibley and 993 owner and engineer Andy Brooks, with special input from friends and experts around the industry, as well as our valued listeners. Enjoy the episode. Evening listeners and evening Mr. Andy Brooks. Good day listeners. Yes, I'm here. Hello. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I hope you are too. Uh, there, are, <laughs> there are two other people in our virtual room this evening. Um, we are joined by semi-regular hosts of Nine Works Radio now. We've obviously got Neil and Max, who you may remember from a couple of epi- episodes ago. Evening, gents. Hello, Lee. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. Hi, Andy. Good to be back. Excellent. So, yeah, we have brought you guys along for very good reason today because today's podcast or the headline subject of our podcast are three letters GTS, which stands for, of course, Gran Turismo Sports. And you guys particularly have a vested interest in that. So Andy and I thought we'd get you guys on and throw your 10 pence into the into the ring. Be more than 10p where Neil's involved. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah substantially more pennies involved there so neil how many times have you uh have you administered the gts badge uh one two three um just three i think um no just three just three yeah i think just three yeah i think just three and i i i I have them all at the moment i have okay they're so good you kept them Oh, actually, no, sorry, four. Four, there was a 997. But uh, yeah, so um, I've got a 991 Gen 1 manual GTS, um, 991.2 PDK and uh, McCann GTS from 2016. So coming up to five years old and 30,000 miles. So, yeah. Nice. Okay, so we'll dive into that a little bit more shortly. Max, obviously your steed, in case listeners aren't aware, is a 991.1 C2S. Yeah. Um, of which there's a, there's a good overlap there. And I'm sure we're going to have this argument very shortly on this episode in regards to C2S versus GTS. So uh, we'll, we'll get your 10 cents worth there as well. Yeah. I, I what's the, My other GTS experience is is little. I spent a bit of time in a McCann GTS. Okay. I did a, um, a McCann experience at the Porsche Experience Centre the first time around when I tried to buy one. Yeah. Um, and I test drove a 997 GTS that I wanted to buy once at Max to Page, a really lovely car. Um, and I slightly bottled it and he sold it to someone else. Uh, but I, I went over there and test drove that. So, uh, and I've been in Neil's 991 as well. Only All the right then. Seat. Got, so we, we'll dive into the experience. Ah, well, Andy, I'm, I'm sure I'm like sure us three and Oh, well, we'll have to get around to Neil's. He's promised us a coffee anyway. Yeah. So we'll um, we'll dive into the history of the model shortly because it's become something of a sub-brand at Porsche now. Um, but Neil, as a as a serial owner of GTS then, I'd like to ask you, what does GTS mean to you? So to me, it means a more comfortable, uh, easy-to-use uh, touring-style GTS sports car with a little bit more oomph, I guess. Um, as you know from my GT3, I didn't go for carbon buckets. I went for the sports seat. So I'm I'm more of a sofas kind of person, and I think I prefer the softer uh, suspension. 
on them as well. So, but you can harden the suspension if you want to. So I think you've got both ways there. Whereas in a GT car, you really, you've got to go the hard way. Uh, and most people go the bucket seats as well. But um, I like to have the softer ride, a um, little bit more performance on it. The exhaust sound, which is phenomenal on the 991.1. And just the little extras that go with the GTS, you know, the styling extras, the black accents on it. Um, it interesting what you said on the video today about the um, centre locks. Would you have them or would you not have them? I I, I quite like them because even if I didn't have centre locks, I probably wouldn't change my wheel at the roadside anyway because it's too dangerous nowadays. So I think that's um, regardless. But um, I think they look really cool. Uh, make Give the car a little bit of a step up in the way it looks. But it's just once you sit inside a GTS, you instantly know you're in a GTS. I mean, most people have the GTS pack anyway, so it's pretty obvious you're in a GTS. But the Alcantara or the race tech, um, race tech stuff in it, I think is fantastic. Um, and just that extra bit of power. And you're sitting in a what I think a sports car should be. It should be more comfortable for the road. I I would never have buckets because I just don't think they're very comfortable. I understand it for people who do a lot of track work. Yeah, fine. But for the road, I just don't find them comfortable. And I think um, I'd rather have the sports seat. So I think with a GTS, you get everything. You get that nice mm. bit of styling. You get the interior package, which is not, it's not fancy. It just does what it says on the tin, um, which I think is a GTS. It just does what it says. It's more sporty. It's a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more stylish. And that's it. Like nothing else. Do you see it as GT Lite then rather than Carrera Plus? Um, yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah, I think I do. I think I do because of the extra little bit of performance and the extra bit of um, exhaust noise you get out of the sports exhaust that they put on it. Um, I, I, I definitely feel as though I'm in a more sportier car when I'm in the GTS, especially the McCann as well, what the GTS upgrades do to the McCann. But um, definitely in the 991.1, I definitely feel as though I've got more oomph, more sportiness in that car. And I tend to drive it as if I have got a little bit more oomph in it. So, so yeah, like a semi-GT car. I think um, it, that's a pretty good synopsis, Neil. Um, I think for me, what defines a GTS over any other Carrera derivative, and just to answer Max's question, I would probably say it's Carrera Plus rather than GT Lite. We'll, we'll get your view and Andy's view on that shortly. Um, but for me, I think the GTS package just adds a little bit more theatre in the right places to the drive. Um, the GTS model, as I'm sure people at home know, uh, first kind of bore its uh, its name on a Porsche back in 1964 with the 904 Carrera GTS. That was a Targa Florio winning car. The, the brand or the name went into something of a hiatus for a few years and then it kind of found its way onto the rump of a 911 in 2010 with the 997 gts in c2 and c4 form in caban coupe uh, yeah you've, um, as we know since there, Lee, as the, um, the 924 and the 928 gts so 928 was as we were speaking to Derek Bell about his 924 gts last week and then there was also the um the 928 gts I think that's where GTS changed, isn't yeah. it? Because GTS originally, I think in the 904, I mean, that was at the time when uh, there was the whole Peugeot battle. And I, I, I sort of think with a lot of Porsche names, which is why I don't feel too precious about GTS being on other Porsches other than 911s, uh, the car that they made was the 904. 
Um, and at the same time, they were battling over 901 and 911. They couldn't really run with 904 because of Peugeot. And they, oh, okay. they realized to, as well to homologate the 904 um, for the class that they wanted to race it. And they needed to make uh, 100. Yeah. Um, and they were going to struggle to sell 100 904 racing cars. So they made it road legal. Um, and they, you know, and they were already using Carrera. That was already a Porsche thing. Oh, and so um, and then GTS arrived there. So if you look at contemporary marketing for the car, 904 hardly appears. And it's all about Carrera GTS. Yeah. So that's where that came from. And then Excellent. the 924 was a homologation special as well. I mean, the 924 Carrera GT was a Very homologation true. special. And the GTS was a development of that. Yeah. What year was this, gents? Because yeah, I, I, this um, is complete. Nine hundred four is mid sixties. No, of, sorry, the the yeah the transaxle. Uh, the nine two eight was it's it's the end of the nine two eight run, so it's it's late eighties. So they were yeah. they were developing the nine two eight. There was already a nine two eight GT, um, which, which which was more power, looked a bit cooler than the nine two eight S. And then the 928 GTS, I guess, was the final iteration. Yeah. And that was a wider body. Or it had flared arches like an, like an RS Audi, that sort of, you know, that sort of flared arch. And a, a, a reflector strip across the back and uh, yeah, cut wheels and more power and all of that sort of thing. So that's sort of, that's a different kind of GTS, I think. It yeah. was a, a development of an existing model lineage rather than a homologation special. Well, especially, um, the, especially the 924, because they only made 59 of them, and they were all in the same colour, weren't they? They was all guards red. So they they weren't really in the what we call the modern spirit of the GTS. No. Well, look, excellent knowledge. This is exactly what this podcast is all about. <laughs> Everybody learns, and I've just learnt loads. Yeah. So it's tops. And there's and another one as well. I think the KN. Yeah, there's another one as well. KN, yeah. yeah. The KN, yeah, the KN, KN as well. Before the 997. 2008. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's the not. first time that, GTS was used to fit in between the S, if you like, and the, the turbo. So I think that's the first time it was used in the way that we've become to sort of know it now, know it and love I it or not, depending never, on which way you look at it. Yeah, I never knew that. Um, no, that's I, a very good point. It's on the 957 Cayenne, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, very yeah. good point. I must hold my hands up because I would have never said that. If you'd have said to me what was the first modern day GTS, I would never have said a Cayenne, but I learned that yeah. today just in a bit of uh, reading up. So yeah. Yeah, ludicrous, really, mm. when you think about it. Yeah. But in any case, the as as was pointed out earlier on in the podcast, the nine nine seven GTS was um, was sort of the, the birth of the modern GTS. Then I think we'll roll with that. Yeah, um, it's since kind of uh, developed and evolved into something of a sub brand for Porsche, which does include Boxster, Cayman, Panamera, Cayenne, Macan. The full accruement of uh, Porsche's model lineup now gets that GTS sub brand that sits, as we say, somewhere in that lineup, particularly in 911 circles between S and GT3. So, Max, are you going GT Lite or Carrera Plus? I'm going Carrera Plus. GTS? Why? Because mainly because of the engine, because it doesn't have a motorsport engine. Um, you know, I, th I think GTS is is great. I, I, I like the GTS thing. I think the 997 and the 991.1 GTS are quite special cars. I think beyond that, it becomes an interesting niche or a niche, you know, part of the part of the ladder in the hierarchy. But I definitely think it's a Carrera Plus thing. Although I think those two cars, 997 and 991.1, I think they are quite special in their own right. In other iterations, I think it is just a it's just a trim package. I think. 
What's um, I'm, I'm interested just to drill down in that. I agree with you, by the way, when you talk about the engine um, and the gearbox in, in 991.2 mm-hmm. and, and 992 form. Um, but when you say that the 997 is particularly special, I personally agree with that. When you say the 991 is also special, dot one, um, you don't include the dot two. Why is that? Well, one thing which is true across both is the, which is also why the 997 special is because it was the opportunity to have a wide body with a, two-wheel drive chassis in a non-GT product. So it's more attainable. And it was interesting because of that, because of the yeah. chassis that it gave you. Um, in the 991.1, and, and I don't know if, if it's true of the 991.2, which is why I didn't mention it, they they made the changes to the induction and things, which Neil mentioned, and I've experienced from the passenger seat of his car. So it has a power kit, same as the 997 did, but they 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 changed the induction so you get there was either an extra flap so between 4,300 and 6,300 you get an extra bit of noise if you like that you don't get in my car um in my 991.1 c2s so it feels more angry and exciting and it sounds it really does sound incredible i think that gives it an extra i mean i don't know if i could take my car somewhere and say give me a gts induction kit possibly uh but that certainly adds a different character to the 991.1 GTS. The 991.2, I don't know. No, well, I, I can speak for that one in, in that the 991.2 is owned by Mrs. P and um, I never think about stealing her keys. Absolutely never in a million years. It does That, that car just does nothing for me. Well, probably because I've got the 991.1, but Max is definitely right about the induction noise. So from third gear upwards to fourth gear it's the noise is incredible you you would think you're in a gt3 car mm. you would on, honestly think you're and that's not me just exaggerating you would think you're in a gt car absolutely there's no disappointment there whatsoever and i think Cracking. you get that you get that without gunning it as well don't you, you don't you just don't. drive you, just rowing it through the gears when yep. you and i went out for coffee in it yep. we were just cruising along i thought bloody hell this thing sounds fantastic which yeah, is that's what not, you told me yeah, that's not me trying too hard just to impress anybody in the car. That's just the way it drives normally. It's it's definitely a license loser because you just want that continuation of the noise as you go up through mm-hmm. the gears from third to fourth. And even when you're in fourth going up to fifth, the noise then plateaus out a bit, but halfway through fourth to fifth. So it goes all the way from third, halfway through to fourth and fifth. Now that's, that's quite a long way when you're accelerating up. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. So if you spec a 991.1 with a power kit, which people mm-hmm. did, you'd get the extra power, but I don't think you'd get that, that noise that's specific, I think to the GTS. And I don't think you got that with the 997. I think it was just power kit as you could, you know, buy it on, on a, on a C2S or a C4S or be at much better value. And then you've made a good point, Lee, in the past about on the 991.2, there's this issue of the, the DPF, the particulate filters, isn't there, which which changes, you know, so partway through the life of the 991.2, they become less, appealing from a sound point of view but i don't know if there's anything extra in the gts anyway that made it you know better in what would that be model year 17 18 or something before they changed it yeah it was it was uh, the late 18 well it was mo- yeah model year 18 cars that got the um gasoline particulate filters yeah. so yeah okay cracking insight as always love that information as well on the the uh intake resonance and exhaust note as well um andy yeah Carrera Plus or GT Lite? Uh, I'd say Carrera Plus from what I know of them. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think you can say it's a, a GT car. Yeah, as Max was saying, you know, it's not got that engine, has it? 
Um, but it is that step up above the Carrera S. So, yeah, I'd go the plus, Carrera S plus. Awesome. Okay, fine. So next question I'll ask you, gents, is 992 GTS has obviously just launched. Uh, I'd like to humbly put a little link in here to my video that's just dropped. Uh, 992 GTS v GT3 v Carrera S. Take a look on um, on Nineworks TV on YouTube. Pretty cool head-to-head that we did there. Um, but yeah, I want to know from you guys, 992 GTS, does it excite you or does it not? Well, I watched that last night in bed. Um, and oh, you know, hey, I was pretty excited, so I thought I'd better get under the covers. Um, ten pole, ten pole. <laughs> because going back to what I've just said about 997 and 9.1, the thing that you don't get, or the thing that GTS doesn't deliver, which makes those cars special, is it doesn't deliver a wide body with a rear drive chassis in a place where you wouldn't otherwise be able to get it. Because all 992s are wide. So straight yeah. away, I think... So what is the 992 GTS then? You know, what's it what's it bringing? And then watching your video last night, you know, understanding how it feels almost like they've had to take it in a different direction, maybe because of that. And it's this sort of turbo light now, because it's because maybe it's maybe it comes back to the motors, because the motor in the GT3 is just so otherworldly compared to the blown three litre, which harks back to Neil's point about it just not being that special a motor. Although it does sound like it sounds pretty good when you were Gunning it up the road. It did sound good, didn't it? I, I was absolutely blown away, like genuinely. Um, I'd heard a couple of uh, people murmur that the GTS sounds really good. Um, I hadn't watched any other videos. I, I don't like to watch other people's videos before I publish my own because I don't like to have my opinion muddied. I found that that mm. has potentially done that in the past. Um, I'd nevertheless heard that. Yeah, started the C2 up next to the GTS. And yeah, my God, even on startup, they're, they're definitely different. The GTS in 992 form is more gruff. Um, and then, as I say, it's got just that lovely, like, uh, like metallic resonance almost, you know, up, up at the top of the taco, like 6,000 RPM. So Porsche has done a really, really good job on the soundtrack of a car. But I mean... Is that induction you know, noise or exhaust? Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, where are it's, they getting it's both. From? It, okay. it, it's both to be honest yeah, yeah both are both are heightened without a doubt the induction noise you can hear from more inside the car obviously yeah. um but yeah i mean again you can hear on the video on on ali's roadside panning shots you know you can really hear it and it's got that really nice kind of like snarl to it which has been i think lacking on the turbocharged carrera since their inception and yeah. i just feel as i said in the video i just feel like porsche is finally getting the hang of the soundtrack of turbocharged Carrera derivatives of 911, you know? Yeah. Well, they had to they had to do something because uh, from the 718 Boxster upwards, you know, there's been a lot of moaning in the Porsche camp about that. And uh, I think if they didn't do it with the GTS, then it would just be what Max said it was, uh, had, had, had become, was just a trim upgrade uh, yes. and a styling upgrade. And people just wouldn't have gone for it, I think, if it was just a styling and trim upgrade. So it's nice to see that they've actually listened and done something well i think they would have probably done something anyway because porsche being porsche um and they're just clever with what they do so i think they would have done it eventually anyway but good to see they've done it early if you like well it's it's interesting you mentioned the 718 nil because um i think that's a pretty decent segue um I mean, what a car the 718 GTS is. Also of note, it's um, it's a naturally aspirated 4-litre. It's the only naturally aspirated 4-litre Porsche you can buy outside of the GT lineup. Um, but that engine 
is the turbocharged three litre as found in the 911, hmm. albeit turbos taken away um, and with a larger capacity. So it does make you wonder why didn't that end up in the 911 GTS? I don't know. Hmm. It's just a, a, a topic of interest, really. Yeah. That would be outrageous. I, I hoped that that would happen. And uh, so I started writing about it on my social media to try and make it happen. I was believing. Um, <laughs> and then, then, then I read something from the States. It might have been Car and Driver or Motor Trend or something like that. And they, um, it was an interview with someone from Porsche. I forget who it is. Apologies. And he was saying that uh, in turning the engine from the blown three litre into the normally aspirated four litre, they'd done that solely with a view to putting it in a mid-engine car. So now to change all the gubbins okay. round to put it in a 911, they say it's just, it's just too expensive. So it's never going to go into a 911. Yeah. So say. here's the question. Then. So here's the question then. Would you rather have a 7184 litre GTS Boxster or a Spider with a motorsport engine, but with the faff of the roof and and probably the fact that you probably can't get one or you've got to pay a lot more than <laughs> if we, we can't get one i'll have a gts yeah. <laughs> yeah. well you can you can get anything but uh, yeah. i think that aside i think i would probably rather go for the little bit of com- more comfort in the four liter uh 718 gts i think, I think, I might be with I think you. well i think it's, it's each their own and it depends hmm. kind of what you want from the car you know hmm. if it's something that you'd use kind of more daily i think oh well, yeah a gts is the obvious choice but yeah. um i i just think and, and again, I know there's a difference in price point, um, but the, the 718 GTS, and this is having not driven one yet, um, I just think that's a really appealing proposition, yeah. a yeah. really appealing proposition. And, and versus the the 992 GTS, I've said before, I think the 992 C2S is so quick. It's too quick for the road. Yeah. Um, a GTS is 20 newton meters kick on from that of, uh, of punch. It's another 30 horsepower. I mean, it's a Carrera derivative with nearly 500 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it's all getting a bit silly. And I kind of, you know, as good as that car was, and it was fun, and it did add theatre to the Carrera name, as, as I like to say. Um, but the, the Bogo Carrera, for me, it's still all the 911 you need. Yeah. And it does beg the question, if and when a 992 Carrera T comes along, um that that for me is the absolute pick of the bunch no question mm. i'm pretty excited about the prospect of a 992 carrera 2 well that's why they yeah. haven't come out with a 992 carrera manual yet isn't it sorry carrera 2 sorry yeah 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 that's why they haven't bought the manual yeah. out now because people would probably buy that in bucket loads and they wouldn't be out well they wouldn't sell so many of the more expensive cars agreed yeah. agreed and yeah. definitely things like the gts because there's not a Everybody doesn't want all the extras that are on a GTS, remember. We all think, you know, we all sit in them and think, oh, yeah, that's great. That's great. The Black Ant 6 is great. You know, the, um, the the PASM, the Sport Chrono that comes with it is is great. But not everybody wants that. So the so just the either the Bogo Carrera or the Carrera S, spec it how you like. Um, but just don't go as expensive as a GTS. So, okay, it hasn't got the GTS badge, hasn't got sent a lot wheels. That doesn't bother everybody so i think yeah. so i think they've got to be careful with the gts especially on the price point otherwise people may not go for that one yeah yeah, yeah. i'll tell you what is interesting on the day of the test uh, i drove the uh the rear drive c2 gts but next to it was a yellow c4 mm. gts or gts4 mm. and um yeah 
you know, usually with 911s, there are just small, intricate details that tell one model apart from another. So, example, traditionally, two V4, one's narrow, one's wide. Um, on the 992, because they're both wide body, the C4 has uh, silver deck lid slats or mm-hmm. grey okay. uh, deck lid slats. The C2 has um, a black deck lid. It's the only way you can tell. Um on the, the C4, because it's got the GTS pack, obviously everything, all addenda is all satin black or gloss black on the deck lid. So, and I, and I had this clarified by the PR guy. So these days, like now you could have a C2 and a C4 GTS 992 part next to one another. And if the badge is removed on the back, you have absolutely yeah. no way yeah. of being able to tell just from the outside what model it is. I find that kind of disappointing. I was really. just about to say that's terrible for someone like me who's built his geek reputation on being able to tell the difference at 20 paces between any yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm slightly well, gutted they, by that. They only made it harder with, um, I mean, like I say, you're on, on the Carrera now, you can spec up to the S wheels. Uh, on the GTS, you can put the five lug wheels back on. If you have ceramics, you can have the calipers black. It's a bloody nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just going you back know? to the Carrera T and the Carrera 2 idea for 992, I really yeah. bought into the videos and the copy that you've written in the magazine about the Carrera 2 992 being everything that you need but I've got this thing that I've built up in my own mind based on a little bit of experience I've driven two 992s the the white press car that I drove with you when we were doing that shoot with Ali and then a C4 cab 992 that I drove at Silverstone and I've really got it in my head that you really need rear steer on a 992 to make it feel a bit more agile and you can't I know you can't spec that on the Carrera too. So that's that's where the thing kind of falls down for me. I think, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to spec a really boggo 992, but I'd love rear steer. So I think Carrera T, that's got to be the one because suddenly yeah. it's going to bring, because that will bring the lower powered motor with rear steer. And I think that'll yeah. be, that'll bring the whole thing to life. Yeah. I mean, what do you like about the rear steer? Like, well, in in my mind and there was you know there was time between these cars and different days and everything so it's all a bit flaky but when i drove that 992 with you so that was the that was the first white c2s press car so it had the sport chassis and it had rear steer and i'd driven to meet you in my 997 and i got in that 992 and we're driving on those craggy roads around buckinghamshire i thought it was brilliant absolutely brilliant i thought it felt fantastic i thought it handled brilliant the way it turned in it was it's great and then I went to Silverstone and I did a, an experience and I was in a C4S 992 cab without rear steer. Felt like a completely different car. I didn't have sport chassis either. Felt like yeah. a completely different car. And I thought, Bigger. okay, so do you, yeah, yeah. so do you Bigger. need yeah. both yeah. those chassis options to, to bring the thing to life if that's what you want from the car, which I do. <laughs> which I do. I think it's a really good question. Um, I personally think, that Bogo 992 Carrera, the last one I drove was a press car with four options on it. Literally hundreds spent on, on the car on options rather than thousands. Um, I certainly didn't jump out of that and thought, oh, it really needs rear axle steering. I mean, it's such a well-rounded car anyway. Um, it's kind of nice to just have like, I mean, it's a traditional Basic. now, isn't it? The tra- the, yeah, 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 the traditional um, passive axle, you know, lo and behold, you know, we're going old school. Um, I think rear axle steering bring, brings both um, performance, obviously into and out of corners, but also practicality at the other end as well, just for like parking around town and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, a big lumpy 992, I think with power steering plus answers that problem. So. I think for yeah. me, it takes out the it takes out the angst of 
slinging a 911 into a corner and the back end just going out on you because the back end is sort of going around with you uh, already. So it's not trying to go that way. It's, it's, it's trying to come around the corner with you. And to me, certainly in the 991.1 GT3, which is when they, they first introduced it, didn't they? Um, I think that certainly took the angst out of it for me. I could, I could go around the corners with a lot more confidence on normal roads. What I would say to that is the 992 Carrera has so much mechanical grip, it's scary. I mean, we went out for a drive, didn't we, Andy, earlier this year? Um, I think, no, late last year, I think you were there. Um, I mean, yeah, I was, we were throwing that car into corners and, and we just point blank shouldn't have been coming out the other side. Um, again, so much kind of mechanical grip on that car. Again, without kind of without rear axle steer, I just thought it was such a phenomenal car out of the block. But again, as you say, Max, I think the idea of, of a Carrera T, which brings with it um, active rear steer and a manual gearbox. What a phenomenal car. And, and I just I just don't think you need anything else from a 992. I really don't. No, and I think... For a road bias car. No, and I think once that's introduced, then that's going to give uh, the GTS, going back to the GTS, a lot more competition. And I think people... Um, that would have normally just plumped straight for the GTS for the extra performance, the extra trim and the extra sportier ride. They've got the choice of uh, the upgraded Carrera uh, S now for what it is. It is just an upgraded 911 and it's, and it's fantastic and it's superb to drive, like you said. And also you've got the option of the T. A um, little bit different, obviously, the T, um, not so much comfort and maybe you want to go manual route all the time anyway, but um, whereas you might not want to, do that in the gts i don't know maybe go for pdk but i think that would just add one more ladder in the rung for people to choose from and they may not just plump automatically for that gts so have have they taken the opportunity lee with the 992 gts to make any incremental improvement to the manual gearbox because that was quite a big thing in 991.1 wasn't it and i know the seven speed manual was in its early days then so Mm. perhaps there was a bigger improvement to be made yeah, it was it was necessary, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because that seven speed was uh, problematic on the early yeah. nine ones. Um, uh, mechanically, no. Again, I'm I'm led to believe. Um, you know, as a journalist, you get told things by Porsche, and uh, I'm I'm sure other things are going there that perhaps might be overlooked for the media. I don't know, <laughs> um, but certainly we're told mechanically um, no change. It's just in terms of the shifter itself is stubbier. It's ten millimeters okay. shorter um so the idea of it being a short shift like it's the it, the, the, the length of the row is yes. only shorter because the shifter is shorter okay. rather yeah. than it being a short shift kit on the car for example got it got it yeah yeah this is it yeah but i mean again it does it does it does make a difference it's not a placebo effect again that was the beauty of jumping out of the c2s mm-hmm. into the gts you know those kind of differences are, are heightened if you like yeah um so yeah, it was it was it was definitely noticeable and not placebo. So did that C2S then that blue car? Did that have rear axle steer? The red one in your video, the the, the blue C2S. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it did. I okay, think. so that was a that was a constant across the cars that they all. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, because the GT3 has it as standards. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, that's the thing. It was great. It was great to compare like apples mm. with apples. Yeah, yeah. It's nice that Porsche put the put each of them alongside each other like that and i think with the 911 you kind of have to do that sometimes because the difference is as we said before you know they're they're small and minute but they all add up to quite a big difference in terms of these packages yeah you know and i'm cognizant of that when i'm talking this nonsense about the two that i've driven you know being months apart on different places and that sort of thing um because they yeah they're they're, the nuances aren't they 
Yeah, without a doubt. And I think, you know, when you're kind of so zoned into the nuances, as you say, of the 911, I think, yeah, regardless of the fact that they're, you know, your different drives are months apart and on different roads and might have different weather. But I think, you know, you, you kind of, you put that, your experiences in with what you know. And I think as an enthusiast, you can build a pretty good picture from that. Yeah. Um, with that in mind, I just want to go back to Neil and the 997 because, I mean, it's 12 years old now, the 997 GTS, kind of hard to believe, really. It'll be um, on the Porsche Classic scheme before long. Mm. But, Neil, you you had one. What are your thoughts when you look back on it? You, you've obviously had a Sport Classic and you described that as a, as a bumped up GTS, which mm. I find incredible. But so, you know, yeah. do you? Do you, do you think fondly of the 997 GTS? Or um, have... It was it was PDK, so um, or it was uh, was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was PDK. Yeah, yeah, it was PDK. Um, it, it looked good because if you look at the styling of the 997, I think it stands out more with the wheels and the stance of the 997. You, you tend to notice it more against the 991. Um, I think it was a really good-looking car. Um, the interior not so um, nice and plush as what it is on the 991. Um, the um, communication system was sort of the same, just that centre tone. I mean, there, there was nothing fancy about that, nothing fancy about the interior, really. Um, it was just a bit more of an upgrade, again, in the, in the, the engine. And it was just, I think back then, the GTS made you feel a little bit more special. Like I've got a GTS car, you know, like the GTS badge made you feel a little bit different than just a normal 911. Whereas I don't think that's the case so much now. I think it's more the performance and the styling, the way it looks. I don't, I don't think there's much of a social upgrade, if you like, um, from having a GTS. Um, but it was nice. Um, I wouldn't say it left a lasting mark on my Porsche memory. Um, <laughs> like the 991 definitely has because everyone who knows me knows that um, I think the 991 was the sweet spot certainly the 991.1 um, but yeah it didn't leave a lasting memory it was just it was just one I tried and um, liked well, that the 991 is the cash over in the last naturally aspirated 911. The 997, many feel, is the last traditional 911. Yep. So I suppose the GTS being the ultimate of that obviously stands it in good stead, I think, from a collector's point of view, or well, not a collector's point of view, but an enthusiast point of view. Um, they never really kind of dipped too far below list price in their entire no, life, no. really, which is pretty sensational for a, for a Carrera derivative. Well, um, one thing about the 997 GTS, which I, I think that's what I say, didn't like, but with the Alcantara pack, the GTS pack, that meant that you didn't get extended leather on the dash. And in a 997, a plastic dash, mm. isn't that nice? Only you would know that. That's why that nice. that I love having you on this part. <laughs> Good that, knowledge. That, um, <laughs> what did Andy say? Sado. <laughs> you know, it's uh, not... You that know. was that was why I sold the nine nine seven. Yeah, I remember now the plastic yeah. dash. The plastic nine nine one was such a big step forward, mm. and nine eight one in boxer terms. That especially in a boxer, it almost doesn't matter. But in a nine nine seven, you really need extended leather. I think on the dash, yeah. otherwise yeah. It, it's it's pretty cheap. Agreed. It's pretty so That's the fundamental I'm, point why I'd never buy a nine nine seven now. Yeah, <laughs> he's got his excuse in the yeah. bag. I tell you, tell you what. Stop at next time you see a 997 GTS and they are absolutely fantastic cars. We've got um, certainly a couple of Patreons that have, have got them and friends. Yeah. Um, but 
I think it was Ollie at RPM Technic pointed something out to me and now I can't unsee it. And it's like the rear wheel and the front, basically all the center lock wheels on the 997, um, their profile is so flat. The faces, uh-huh. it just looks bizarre. And I'd actually say like the offset at the back of the car is, it's a bit weird. It's, it's, it's like the wheel is so in the arch, but it's again, I think that's more accentuated by the faces of those center locks are so flat. Yeah. By the time the, the profile evolved for the 991, they had that, especially on the rear, that really nice kind of concave profile to them. I always um, think the, um, bizarre. the 997 turbo wheels, which I guess are pretty similar. Uh, would that be? Uh, at, what, Turbo S? Yeah, Turbo S. So with the center locks. Um, yeah. I've not really noticed yeah. it on the GTS because I don't know if I've yeah. same wheel. Enough. It is the same wheel, but it almost looks like the wheel should be five lug, but they basically just filled it in and put the center lock in, and it it's <laughs> like an old it, TSW blade. Yeah, it just looks a bit too much. <laughs> there's too much um, flat wheel there. There's not enough mean. detail coming into the center. It's like they, uh, as I said, they just took out the five lugs and kind yeah. of filled it and didn't extend the spokes further in where they could have done yeah and with the black wheels you've got the you've got the um rim around the edge which is not black is it yeah it's like a stainless steel rim when i'm looking at one now it's, it's, it's like a almost looks as though you've got a white rim around the edge of the tire but it's not it's, it's all part screams, of diamond cut screams curb me, please, <laughs> <It does. laughs> curb me. Yeah. so it could be that you've got the best gts You've got the ultimate example of the modern GTS, maybe with the 901.1. Well, that's why I sold it and bought it back. So I sold it. Oh, yeah. I bought it in 2017, sold it in a mad moment of clear out in 2019 and bought it back um, 2020. Um, uh, The guy had done 1,000 miles and kept it in a heated garage. So he basically stored it for me. How did you find it? Um, I think a friend of mine found it. I think it was you, Max. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Yeah, I said to Max that I was I was looking to buy my old GTS back. So if you ever see it for sale, and then he sent me the link with Porsche East London, and then the guy couldn't do a deal with Porsche East London. And it, I, I then had to wait for it to come up for sale somewhere. And it come up with Chapel Sports Cars down in Southampton. Oh. So I had to jump onto him quick and buy it before anybody else did. So, yeah, I, I had to chase around for it. But, um, yeah, so it's, awesome. it's so good I bought it back. Wow. Just to that build on my awesome. Sado uh, 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 credentials here, Andy, yeah. the, the listing that I saw on the OPC approved website for Neil's car was before it had pictures. And yes. I still thought, <laughs> I wonder if that's Neil's car. No way. <laughs> well, do you actually I'll, live on the classifieds? Yeah, I think he does. I yeah. genuinely think yeah. he does. Yeah. That's where the Wednesday want came from at Nineworks. <laughs> well i was so it's great i was so desperate to buy it back this was in the evening that max told me so i had to message the dealer principal at porsche's london personally and say to him you've got this car for sale as soon as I you get in it. in the morning do not sell that car <laughs> yeah that's that desperate i was to buy it back what spec is it neil what color uh silver um gt silver um yep. black wheels and the gts pack um no cruise on it. Uh, is, is it a manual? manual oh, yeah, sorry. Two. Manual, manual, yeah. yeah. Manu- manual manual two. two-wheel drive, non-sunroof? Uh, sunroof. Okay, oh. yeah. Unfortunately. But there you go. Yeah. Panoramic, so not the normal one. So it's, it's got a panoramic roof. But I've yeah. I've recently debadged it because it was um, quite yeah, a all long. the badges. Had all the Carrera 2 GTS thing on the back. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a full novel on the back of the car. <laughs> it? It's a weighty a toe. full novel. Yes, yeah, so now it just says, uh, so now it just says Porsche. But it was a great... Thing, sorry. That was my first... Uh, that was the first 
Club Mulholland Grand Tour car for me. So it went to Portugal, went all the way up through Portugal uh, and then back from St. Marlo. So it did a fair old tour of trying to keep up with um, the 991.1 GT3s, McLaren, a couple of Ferraris and that as well. I mean, they had to wait a few times because being a manual, seven-speed manual, I, I couldn't keep up around the twisties with them. But it more than kept up on normal roads, more than kept up. It was a great car to take on that journey, really was, because the Portuguese roads are so good. European mm. uh, European money paid for all that, so yeah. <laughs> it, interesting that uh, you've sold a 991.1 GT3 and kept a GTS. Um, but look, just looking at the market earlier on, 99, this was earlier today, um, 997C2S, uh, rear-wheel drive example with around about 30,000 miles, is about 45 to 50 grand currently. Um, a GTS is 60 to 65. So kind of depending on your, your spec and whatnot, you could pay up to 20 grand more for a 997 mm. GTS over yeah. a C2S. Would you do it? Or do you think that's ludicrous or? Is that manual or? or um, yeah, manual. manual. Um, I think I probably would if I was in the market for a 997. I think I would probably pay the extra because you've you've got the resale value afterwards. You know, you've yeah. always got that thing in your head that you've got something that somebody else wants more than somebody else. So I think I would pay the extra. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I mean, Paragon, I was at Paragon today and they've got a beautiful Carmine red um, 991.1 GTS in there. That's 85 grand. So that's sort of a lot more than what you would pay for a normal 997.1, say C2. Um, But that is a beautiful looking car. And I would, if I didn't already have my one, I would buy that one. But that's a PDK. So not a special, Mm. well, not especially in my eyes as a manual, but um, that is a beautiful looking. That's the sort of GTS. I think you get that visual as well as you get the performance and the feel of the interior upgrade in your head as well. That really does look good. Just standing there. You could just have a walk around around that car and just think, yeah, that car looks cool. Yeah, and, and looks special. Yeah, what especially people, with a car mine red. What what do people think to uh, GTSs with the um, aero kit on them, with all the wings and stuff? Oh, you're only saying that because our mate Phil's got one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see if I can get a rise out of him. Yeah, Come on, the, wing on the, the wing on the wing, the wing on, on the, the wing. Yeah, that's a hell yeah. of an aero kit he's got on the maximum the aero yeah neil's neil's shaking his head and oh no he's, he's got his lips closed no no is that because i think i'd go into a tirade i think okay all right so neil care. thinks it's shit let's how about matt max especially people especially then buy gts's with or or um normal cars with aero kits and then put cups of cups of coffee on them i mean don't get me started <laughs> Yeah. I'd always choose a flatback 911. That's yeah, my 100%. So, 100%. Error kit's not really my thing. Yeah. Although I do really? think on the front, on, on the error kit, the 991 error kit at the front, I think is really, it does really look good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd never had a wing where there wasn't one. Right. Okay. Well, on, on Phil's um, 991.1 GTS, it's basalt black. It's, yeah, yeah, it's got that aero kit cup, which is the, the wing on the wing on the deck lid. And do you, do you remember, Andy, um, we went for a, a drive one Sunday down to West Bay, pulled up, having a poke around it. And, you know, we're all kind of honest. We're constantly, well, general consensus is, um, can we take the top bit off? Because yeah. if you take that kind of the top, like, I don't know what it is, but that wing bit. Well, a proper thing, Halfords bit. Um, but yeah. You've just, yeah, yeah, it is. I didn't want to say that. But yeah, if you take off the Halfords component tree, you've nice, got a ducktail. Yeah. But um, that, that Halfords 
job he goes through the duck tail i believe so oh, it right. kind of yeah you're, you're a bit shafted because i think just a i mean in actual fact paragon have had a lovely carmine red example in with a with a ducky gts on the back oh for not i just think that looks beautiful That's looking good. absolutely yeah. beautiful yeah. maybe phil's is a biplane rear wing perhaps oh there we go yeah, yeah exactly I, being a bit kinder to him than how i'm gonna be kind to phil because <laughs> i actually think his car looks great because it's black um, do you need it, a lift somewhere soon? Or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all kind of like dis- not disappears, but it becomes homogenous. You know, it, it is as one. But I can imagine yeah. it um, that aero kit being on a, a light coloured car would look very, very, very. Yeah, yeah but let's face it. No one needs no one needs a wing on a road car anyway. I get the active aero that comes up at 70 something mile an hour, yeah. whatever. And I did put a wing back on my GT3, but that was because once I took the static wing off, I couldn't put an active aero on there, obviously. So I, I had to have something. So I put the ducktail on there, but let's face it, no car, no road car needs a wing. So to put yeah. a wing on a normal road car, look, that's the good thing about Porsche and we see a lot of Porsches so people can do what they like to Porsches and everybody has the same respect as everybody else, but we don't have to like it personally, but that's the whole thing I like about Porsche. I mean, you can't do that with a Ferrari. You know, you can't do that with a Lambo so much anyway, certainly not modern Ferraris and that. So that's the good thing about Porsche. That's, that's, that's why I love them. The other thing I I really like about the 991 GTS which again, I think makes it special, the two-wheel drive car, is that little detail that looks like a, like a vent outlet that goes between the rear lights, which, which isn't, I don't think. I think it's just a piece of trim, that black yeah. piece of trim, which you don't get on the four, which I think makes a four GTS less interesting, other than the fact that the C4S is wide body, so it's already a bit less interesting to me. Uh, but it has the brake light bar rather than that neat black bit of trim I, and i think that really looks good yeah but again that goes back to you know like the anoraks where oh yeah it, you right. know you can see it from a distance go, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. matey boy's got a c4 gts or whatever <laughs> so um where, where you're kind of touching on the nine and one dot ones max i think that's quite interesting so we mentioned earlier the jump in price which is quite significant uh between the 997 c2s and gts um there's a similar jump on nine and one dot one um or is there? But like, how do you feel about that as a C2S owner? Well, I mean, just on the 997 one quickly, I, I often thought that I would buy a 997 GTS, even though I didn't manage to buy that one from Max to Page back in the day in maybe Christmas 2015, I think that probably was. Really lovely car it was. Uh, but I still thought that would be a direction that I'd go. But because they didn't ever really dip under list, it's always been an expensive car. And my 997, my 991.1 C2, you know, the Bogo thing with all the miles I had on it, was never worth very much money. So the gap between those two cars became enormous. Mm, and, yeah. you know, you and I talked about it Lee, a few times, you know, the law of diminishing returns. Because you know, if my car was worth 20 grand, say, uh, 997.1 C2, and a 997 GTS was 65, it just didn't work for me in the end. So I started looking in different directions. At which time, 991.1 C2S looked like great value and was great value. And had I been able to afford a GTS, I probably would have, you know, I, I, I in my mind, it was 20 grand on the 991. You know, I was paying early 50s and I thought, you know, it's going to be 70 for a GTS and I couldn't afford it. Had I been able to afford it, I probably would, but I don't feel shortchanged. 
Mm. Um, well, I didn't actually. I didn't feel shortchanged until I went in Neil's car and I realised that the sports seat, which I haven't got in my car, is so much nicer than the seat in my car. And ever since then, I've <laughs> wished I had different seats. Yeah, but, but you don't. That, I'm happy. But you don't feel shortchanged because you went from the 997 to the 991. So you've got an instant upgrade there. Yeah. So that, that's understandable. But then maybe the GTS, the 991 GTS is your next step up. Yours, maybe. No, you'll never get mine because oh. mm. I'll never sell it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Again. Yeah. I'll never sell it again. <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask um, some questions of the geeks? So as I don't know the GTS too well, what's the GTS pack? What does that give you? I can tell you. I can yes, tell you. So yes. on the 992, it's uh, PTV, So, uh, but that's only with the PDK. So Porsche talk vectoring, PASM, uh, lower 10 mil, sport chrono, sports exhaust, red calipers. So that's how you identify a GTS now with red calipers. Uh, Porsche stability management, uh, PSM, 2021 inch wheels, which is pretty standard, tire, tire pressure monitoring, cruise control, park assist front and rear, keyless go, race techs interior and heated seats. That's what you get standard on a GTS 992. So why, so would, you, why would you not pick that pack then on a GTS? Well, they're 109 grand for that. That's what you're paying for uh, for that. Now, now, you could just walk out with that, and I don't think you'd be disappointed uh, for 109 grand. But let's face it, we most people would spec that up probably to 130 if you if you take into account the average yeah. the average spend, maybe 125. Um, okay. But one oh nine. Go back to the nine nine one. Yeah. What was the GTS pack on that? Is it similar stuff? And why? Again, why would you buy one without the GTS pack? I, I think just... Andy's um, referring to the GTS pack is an interior pack because uh, yeah. okay. you can you can buy a GTS without an interior that says GTS on the seat. Oh, is that it's what it the is? most lay? It's the most layman's kind of terms. Right. It's not because there's. Um, uh, Deviant stitching, isn't there? Yeah, but you have to pay the seat centers no, and whatnot. No, if you don't have so if you on the nine nine one, if you didn't have the um, GTS pack, you then had to pay for the extended lever. So it virtually so it, it worked out, I think, more than the GTS pack. So so the GTS pack is a little bit less is more if you like. So people went for the GTS pack and got a little bit less as in the fact of like plushness, but that was the whole point of the GTS. You know, the Alcantara yeah. was the whole point of the GTS. So in the 991, I don't know what the exact differences were, but from what I can see on mine, it's Sport Chrono, um, the GTS pack, the upgrade, uh, the small power upgrade, uh, lower stance, um, the wheels, um, center lock wheels. Um, Wide body. Yeah, wide body, a um, little bit oh, styling, a yeah. little bit styling at the front um, on the front splitter. Um, that lovely black detail between the tail lights, love that. Yeah, um, the sports exhaust would have been um, standard. So the tail, so the um, sports exhaust at the back. You've got different tips on it as well. But also, as well, just to throw one last, and this is getting obviously anorak as you like, but the um, the deck lid changed, didn't it, on the yes. one? And again, that was to heart back to the early air cooled stuff. So, Andy, that appeals, they're appealing to you directly there. So, they got <laughs> rid of the um, horizontal slats, mm, okay, yeah. um, that the, the, the non GTS derivative had and, and slapped a, a black air cooled style deck lid on. Yeah. So, is the, is the 992 GTS still? good value as an addition of as a collection of options because on 997 and 991 
you know, given where it came in the model life and, and everything, it, uh, it, it almost became, why would you buy a C2S, not a GTS? Cause yeah. it's a great value collection of, of options. You know, they, they, you know, they, they priced it really keenly. Is, is that true yeah. of the 992? Yeah, still uh, pleasingly, it's just over 10 grand on from the C2S, which is great. And again, as I've said in the video where I actually think it's a turbo light, well, then it looks like fantastic value because mm. um, I can't remember the figure, but it's a significant saving over a full fat turbo. Yeah. Do you think, because I sort of feel like the, the 997, the 991.1 and those four litre uh, Caymans and Boxsters are really quite special cars. Mm. Um, you know, people have differing views on whether a four-pot Boxster GTS is a special car and a Panamera and a McCann. What about the 992 GTS? Can can you look forward and think how people might look back? Are people going to judge it kindly or will it just be a, a bit of a non-event because it's not different enough? Or is it different enough? Yeah, I, I personally think time will tell. I'm a little bit on the fence on that one, Max, I have to say. Um, I'd almost like another go in it as well because it was kind of, GTS has always excited me as a proposition mm -hmm. um, because you know, Carrera derivatives are awesome road going 911s anyway, and the GTS kind of represents the best of them. But again, I'm coming into it from a point of view that for me in the latest generation 992, you don't need to look past the Carrera. So um, yeah, the GTS where it's become this sub brand, I just feel like it's additional things on a car that it kind of didn't really need anyway. Yeah. Okay, you know, and there's a difference between need and want. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm sure it will go down very well. Um, not 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 least because I'm sure the numbers on them will be fairly limited just by virtue of the fact that there are still supply issues globally. But um, but the thing is, if you just bought a Carrera S and spec'd it up and spent the extra money, then you still got a Carrera S. But if you buy a GTS you've spent the same money, but you've now got a GTS. So I think that's that's the way people will look at cachet. it. Yeah, I think. I think if you spec it, if you're going for the Bogo Carrera, I think the, the trend nowadays is to try and make it as basic as you can. That's a trend that's now. Yeah. That may change. That may change in a few years' time. So basically, the cooler the car is, the less you've um, walked out of the showroom and written the check for. Um, but with a Carrera S, I think the game changes and it just becomes a normal new car. So you tend to put the normal things on it, heated seats. Uh, you go for the PDK, maybe uh, you go for uh, cruise control, adaptive cruise control. Then you go for the leather and you go for this, that and the other. Well, why not spend the same amount of money and go or less and go for the GTS upgrade? And then at least you've got a badge that goes with it and you've got a little bit of cachet and you've got a little bit, of, maybe a little bit of resale because you've got something that's a little bit rarer than a specced up C2S. Well, I, I, I agree with that. And I think that's precisely why there's a two and a half year gap between when mm. the C2S went on sale and then and then the GTS now. Mm. It's exactly what I was thinking that Porsche play the clever game, don't they? They bring out these, yeah. these, these models yeah. in sort of succession so that they're not competing against each other. It, it, rev, it almost revitalizes the 992 every year or so with a new model that yeah. mm. brings the 992 up to yeah, current day. It's, it's a clever yeah. old game, really. Do you think do you think GTS as a sub brand or an idea is devalued at all by it being across the Porsche range other than the Taycan? Does Good that point. make it less Good point, yeah. special? Does it have less cachet because of that? Or I think the McCann needed it. Uh, I don't think the KN needed it personally. Um, the McCann and the Boxster obviously needed it because they needed that to go back to the engine or to go back to the proper engine, which is the four litre, which 
they were definitely stalling in sales of just the normal 718. Um, do you need a C2 Cabriolet GTS? Maybe just keep its coupes. I don't know, but I don't think the KN needs it. I think the early KN GTS is. McCann lost the turbo now, hasn't it? It's it has. Just, yeah, it GTS has. is the top line. But I think it needed the GTS anyway. Um, mm. I mean, mine sounds amazing, sounds fantastic, and definitely looks sportier. It gives you that better stance on it and definitely drives better, I think, as well. But if you see the earlier KNs, like the 2008 ones that we spoke about, I mean, they looked horrendous. They looked bulbous with like almost bolt-on body kits on them, and they were too low, and they just looked as though they were aftermarket cars, even when they were brand new. So I don't think the KNs ever, ever needed it. McCann, yes, but I personally think it should stick to coupes in the 911 range and not extend to Cabriolets, which is more of a, a... maybe a good weather leisure sort of car. Do you really need that as a GTS? In my eyes, no. So, so I think it should just be a coupe car, at least. Anyway. It's, it's always intrigued people, I think, Neil, like where, um, I mean, some people have said, is it sacrilege to have a Targa GTS because you're trying to give a car or like play into the purity of the 911 and then you're putting it in its heaviest uh, body form in, in the Targa. But I just think like no matter what the car is or the model is, whether it's a, a 911, be it Cab Coupe Targa um, or a KN or a Panamera, whatever it is. I just think that that GTS DNA, which as we all know is just to give that model a bit more theatre, I kind of feel that's okay. At first, I, I, I didn't think that was the case. And I thought, no, you should GTS should just be the driver's spec car. But I kind of feel like particularly within the 911 lineup, that's what the T does these days. So it's, to my mind, it's kind of acceptable that even say a, a Targa can have that GTS badge and sort of get away with it because it still makes the Targa more interesting yeah. or the Panamera. Or I think, I think that's an interesting point. I was, I was thinking about this because there isn't a Taycan GTS no. is there yet. And when Taycan came out and people were getting, getting in hissy fits about the fact that there was a Turbo S and a Turbo Taycan, I thought you can't call it that because it's electric and all that, all that, <laughs> which I thought you completely missing the point because the point was it was about the vernacular wasn't it because you instantly because take a new thing it's electric but you instantly understand the model hierarchy yeah so you've got yeah. 4s turbo and turbo s that's that that's that's what it means so you could have so as so so to your point lee that's the beauty of gts because you know what it means so you put it on any porsche and you know what it's going to bring so if they brought out a take gts everyone would go you can't have a take gts but they'd still understand what it meant and what it was going to do and what it was going to deliver. And so I know what you mean about, you know, I, I say, you know, the fact that I think the 997 GTS, and the 901.1 GTS are the real special cars because they brought something different, yeah. you know, that you couldn't get anywhere else other than on sport classic. And I think that's why the four liter Boxster and Cayman are interesting as well. So I think they are special. Yeah, they cars. bring extra, don't they? But generally I think it's useful because it means, you know, you understand straight away what it means. Everyone knows everyone knows where it is in the hierarchy. I agreed, but yeah, I'll stick to my point about the KN. I mean, no one no one buys a KN GTS for the GTS part of it, I don't think. And if and if someone said to you um that the GTS was across the board and not on a KN, you'd probably believe them. Yeah. You'd probably think it was true. So that to me seems that it shouldn't should shouldn't be there anyway yeah. i mean they've got they've got the um coupe the coupe which adds all the styling and a little bit of sporty extra to the kn anyway i don't think it needs a gts 
person. I'll tell you what I did see once as part of my um, hunting through the classifieds. It was an RSJ, I think, in Slough. And it was a, it must have been the second generation of KNGTS. So the third generation KN, if you like. So the bit more rounded, handsome one. And it was a, it was a black GTS version of that. And the interior was full on. It had the most aggressive, sportiest seats in the front. And it also had quite a sort of two bucket seats almost in the back. But the thing that really made it stand out was it had yellow deviated stitching. So it really, and you know, on the headrests, on the dash, everything. I think it probably had yellow dials as well, but I've managed to block that out of my mind. But just looking at it on the RSJ website, I thought, man, I mean, that is a GTS. That's a, that's a, that's a strong spec. And I thought, because I, I quite, I was, I looked at KNs, um, you know, I quite fancied, you know, because I've quite fancied a V8. So I thought that could be an interesting way to get into a V8. I looked at this thing. I thought, well, you know, that's, I'm not sure if I could cope with that. I'm not sure. I'm... Sounds, sounds more Gembala than GTS. <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it was on the way. It was on the way, but it, there was something about it. I thought, ah, you know, yeah. but I didn't. <laughs> Cracking. Well, I think that's a pretty good synopsis uh, of GTS and historical look and drill down and just really all of us throwing our 10 pence in. Um, So cracking stuff. Browse our listings of quality used Porsche for sale from Nineworks approved dealers at nineworks.co.uk backslash classifieds. Let's move on to um, projects. So what have we all been up to with 911s and, and kind of Porsche cars of late? Andy, I know you've spent last week getting absolutely peppered uh, by, a, by a salt spreader out on the road. Oh, my sales. God. <laughs> How much salt came out of that machine? That, was that didn't rip off your plywood, did it? I, there is no plywood on my car. That's a bit. That's a bit early for salt spreading, though, isn't it? I know exactly. It was. It uh, was. We went up um, last week. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. Wasn't it, it was last Tuesday for the Ren Eleven podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. and water. And uh, yeah, we went up to Milton Keynes, and we were on our way back, and that was on the M27, I think it was, wasn't it, or the M3, one or the other. And yeah, there were. I think there was two spreaders, and it was like about four degrees. There was no chance it was going to zero degrees. And they were chucking it. Absolutely. I it's horrific, think, isn't it? All I can think is they've got like a stockpile and they've got to use it up because they've got a new lot coming and they haven't got the room to put it or something. Yeah, yeah it's not going to go out of day, is it? I mean, no, oh, it's just crazy. That's madness. Yeah. That's so, madness. yeah, my car was actually, um, there was actually bits of it where it was the next morning I looked at it and there was bits that were like furring up. You know, it was it was actually growing on the car in bits because no one because no one wants to sit behind the salt spreader. You you have to get past it as quick as possible, so you have to run that gauntlet of and yeah. just literally closing your eyes and just going past it. And oh, the noise, horrible. the noise is unbelievable. But then once you're free of it, you think, oh, that's good. But then you get home, see your car, you think, oh my god. Yeah, that was exactly what happened with Andy. Like yeah. there was like four stages to it. The first one was like. Uh, interest oh what's going on there the, the, nearer, the nearer we got to it there was like angst <laughs> then it turned to concern and then it was just like full-on Ang- anger and possibly <laughs> possibly tears as well <laughs> yeah and all the time you're sitting there th- lee thinking oh, i'm glad we didn't come in my car <laughs> <laughs> i loved it i wish i filmed it just for like yeah it was, it was yeah it was an incident but you said andy after that that that's it now nine three is off the road so yeah i think so because yeah it's uh yeah it's time to start cracking on with all the bits that i've got planned to so. say yeah are, are you gonna are you gonna be one of these internet forum people it's like oh you'll have to wait and see or are you allowed to kind of tell people a little bit about your 
things that's going on. No, well, yeah, I've talked about the suspension thing that's going, well, it was meant to be going on yeah. last year, but it didn't happen. So yeah. it's definitely going to happen this year. So yeah, the KWV3s are going on. Um, so yeah. out a few joints here and there. CV boots have got to be replaced. Maybe the CV joints. Um, front sus- eng- uh, gearbox mount. Um, what else on the suspension? A couple of wishbone bits at the back. Aero kit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, plywood one. <laughs> yeah. Plywood oh yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna sort out that um front spoiler splitter. So it, yeah, it's not plywood. I I my original pattern was a piece of MDF that helped me define the shape of my um of my little splitter, uh, but it's actually ABS. But um yeah, it got ripped off because when well aerodynamically it wasn't quite correct, it was sort of panting. Um, so yeah, I've got some design work to do on that. Uh, doing some What's work. panting, there. Andy, in aero terms. What does that? What does that mean? What does that mean? It literally means it was, oh, it right, was okay. uh, like a panting dog's tongue. I oh, got it. Okay, I'm with you. Um, so what it was doing, it was the wind, you know, the air was going either side of it, and it was moving up and down, which in the end. So it was active aero, was it? It was definitely active aero, yeah. Yeah, flapping in the I, wind, I, active aero. Overactive aero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Fantastic. I've got to sort that out. I'm going to do some work on the headlamps. So the standard 993 headlamps are pretty, even though they're projectors, they're not particularly great. Um, so I'm going to be putting new projectors in, with um, which work for both high beam and low beam. Um, and then did some other mods with some 3D printing and stuff in the headlamps. So they'd be pretty unique. Fantastic. Fantastic. 3D yeah. printing in the headlights. Yeah, yeah. I've got to make up some bits that um, hold, because you don't need the high beam anymore. Um, I'll be putting some parking lights in the bottom and I'm going to make some three, 3D printed parts to oh. hold those. And so it's going to be TUV different. approved? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it does sound good though, because good headlights, they just make so much difference, don't they? Maybe I'm showing my age. God, I love a pair of laser beam headlights. Fantastic. Especially living the sticks like I do. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you can only, you can only drive as far as you see if you've got any sort of conscience. So exactly. If you can improve your lighting, but I mean, Andy, yeah, that's, I mean, you look at your car and you go, well, in my opinion, it's one of the nicest 903s out there. Um, and, you, you know, you've come up with all of these bits and pieces that need doing on it. You know, I'm sure half of them don't need doing. It's just you're, you're kind of so anal with your cars. I, I think it's amazing. Oh, it's, it's what makes the cars enjoyable for me is to actually do these little projects. And mm. What's your hobby? So move it on, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. yeah. Mm. So you'll make a, a great car even greater. Yes. Um, what else have I got to do? New tyres are coming. Uh, <laughs> at last, at uh, last. Is, what have you have you got fred steins on at the moment no they're nankangs nankangs yeah. right okay and what's going on things. what's going Michelin's? on uh, no what's, what yeah. tires are going on michelin fours excellent uh, pilot sport fours yeah probably not going to go for the s's as no i'm thinking at the moment I've got because the, the, they are good they are good i yeah i'm sure they're good but are they too good um i'm kind of thinking that i want that sort of movement to have a bit of movement i like i don't want a car that's absolutely nailed what have you got on yours lee isn't that's fours mate you've yeah, got PS fours. fours yeah, yeah the, the, the s isn't available in in that size i've not done a single mile in that car where i thought oh, i could really do with the 4s on these yep. a phenomenal tire straight out of the box yep. yeah um so, so yeah, yeah i'll good, do some good, more investigation on that i think good choice mate yeah good choice. i got refurbed the wheels as well because obviously i got sold crunched on one 
Oh. No, I, not the salt. I washed that off straight the next morning. But the um, <laughs> yeah, I crunched one um, back in the summer. So they're going to be refurbed. So not sure what colour yet. Admire your honesty and your vulnerability. You're going to change the colour on a public forum. What the wheels? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So the wheels are currently they're like a they're polished and then they are I think it's like a bead blast finish on them. Right. And then they're clear lacquered. That's the the standard finish, but you can only get that done really back at um, rotor form. Um, so it's not something you're going to be able to replicate in a anywhere over here. So yeah, I might take the opportunity to go something different to what I'm what I have at the moment. Just on the spokes or on the rim as well? A whole lot. A whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Love it, mate. Love yeah. it. Love it. Mix love it up, boys. What, what about you then? What's what's going on in uh, in the garages, Plumpton and Newman? Um, the nine nine three C four S has arrived. Mm. Uh, so that's going Tell to us more. that's going to car audio and security on Wednesday for a Blaupunk classic retro fitted to it because the Porsche one that's in it, no one knows how to work it and no one can find the instructions on it. So it's not the one. So if you, if you just Google Porsche Retro Classic, it comes up with the one that most people have got, the ones with the black buttons on it. But this one's got a screen on it, and I can't find the instructions anywhere. Paragon have looked across the whole of the internet, so have I. Is um, that one of the early ones? Because I found out the other day that there's two versions of that classic. Yes, yes. So this is the one that's got a screen in them. So like a, a, a really ugly looking screen and hasn't got the buttons around the edge. Yeah. It's got it's got a toggle on the right hand side that, that it's a dial, but it toggles up and down and left and right. Um so th- anyway, that's I don't like the look of it anyway. So that that's coming out for a blow-up retro classics card, audio and security are doing that. And then when I was down to Bournemouth, there was a red nine nine three Carrera there that had like speed line um copies on it i don't know if you oh, remember yeah. Yeah. i don't think i don't think they were a real speed line i might be doing no, them in, copies in, in yeah, justice yeah uh, uh, but yeah but i found some is it so i found i called them today but um no answer they're gonna bring me back hopefully so um we researched it a bit of paragon today with mark Sumner. so i think i'm gonna go for them Track i'm not sure on. if they're actually two piece i think they might be a one piece wheel with dummy uh, doesn't, doesn't bother me uh, no one's ever going to know, but they are TUV approved. So um, <laughs> that's good. Apparently, par- apparently, so the website says. Um, Thursday track day in the 996 GT3 brands. Um, awesome. And then off to Germany next week, Germany and Brussels for a bit of a road trip. So don't know whether to take the 991.1 GTS or the 993 C4S. Depends what the weather's going to be like out in Germany and Brussels. So uh, I'm not normally a fair weather driver but maybe they've got salt on the roads and all that crap out there yeah. so it might inspire me to take the 991 but so yeah how does me. it drive how does Lovely. it drive the 993 um well i remember it was you lee said it drives a little bit heavy you thought it drove a little bit heavy a bit understeery and i i had that heavy feeling in my mind as, as soon as i got in it and it took me a while to get that out of my head um it so it, it it did feel heavy when i drove it um, I think I've got that out of my head now, and it's just driving lovely. It is um, the size of the car, the feel of the car, the stance of the car. Um, the power of the car is more than you'll ever need. Um, and I just think it looks so pretty. And plus, it's got a rear wiper, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hashtag rear wiper. It is, it is a pretty, it's a consummate all-rounder, that car, without any shadow of a doubt. And it does look absolutely sensational. Yeah, it's a little bit more higher mileage than what I would have normally gone for, 60,000. Normally, I'm a 45,000 uh, max. But, but yeah, I just couldn't turn this one down because of the interior, the exterior, different colour. And it was a 
Paragon car. So you just, you know, you know what you're getting from those guys. So, yeah. I haven't seen any pictures of it yet. Haven't you? No. They haven't posted much of it. Uh, there's some on my Instagram, yeah. There's some Is on there? my Instagram. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he's flipping it. He's flipping it. <laughs> yeah. It's already gone. Not, it's already gone. I'm not one of these people that has to put their 993 on Instagram all the time. You know, a bit like, <laughs> bit like certain people. You know, <laughs> on rooftops on rooftops and uh, you know and, you know and caffeine the machine and just keep recycling the pictures well i'm just not one of those people golly i'm gonna uh, pour some water on the fire there and say max what's going on what's going on um i hit a pigeon in the 991 <laughs> <laughs> um and so so mine's a non-aero kit car so beneath the bumper that that bit there is just a blank you know yeah. there's no and uh and the no pigeon rat. that's that's what took the impact yeah. so it's it, i think there are some clips behind that and it has broken some of those clips so there's something under there where you can get your hand in and push it back in but if you go i'm not sure how fast but it but it you know there's enough air pressure to move it back so that's a bit of a pain so when we were at um when we were at Bournemouth uh, uh, the other day at the Nine Works deal, I asked Scotty about it because um, I was worried that it was going to be a bumper off job and it would cost me like thousands of pounds and that sort of thing. And he said, it is a bumper off job, but it's really easy. You know, getting the bumper off a 911 is really easy. And then to fix that is also really easy. So he said, don't be intimidated by it. Just get on and get it done. So well, then Neil actually said he was going to do it yeah. for me. Well, I said you could you could you could bring it around to mine, put it on the ramps, and we'll do it together. That's what I actually said. Oh, I said, I said backtrack. I said don't be worried about these sort of things. So just get your screwdriver out and then start. And if it turns it. bad, stick it on the back seat, take it to Porsche Bournemouth, and they'll sort it out for you for a thousand pounds. So done. Uh, simple. So as things stand, at the end of each journey, I've got to squeeze my hand in and push it back in. So that's a bit of a pain, but you know it could be worse. But he pigeon could have, you know, smashed a headlight or something. So, mm. uh, so that's that. And I've had the McCann at Lava Studios. I picked that up on Saturday. Uh, again, six days. Had the full enchilada done to it. Uh, you know, decontamination, correction, uh, waxing, ceramic coating. You know, the whole nine yards. It really looks amazing. You know, it's it's nearly six years old that car, and 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 it looks like new. Yeah, it really does look like use. a new car because it's, it's black. You know, it's jet black metallic. So that's a difficult color. Um, and the thing really looks amazing. So um, yeah, because Max is, as we all know, Max is too posh to wash his own cars. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's always at Lava Studios, <laughs> always posting at Lava, and then he admitted to me the other day that he never washes his cars. Too posh to wash. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, they're there just around the corner, and Ryan does such a good job. No, oh, right. Okay. It's a great time of year for, I think, a full a full wash and ceramic coat. Mm, not ready exactly. to just get straight stuck into winter. <laughs> get it all yeah. salty on the N3. Mm. Well, so you say, yeah, I think ceramic coats are awesome just because everything just falls off. Yeah. And it does make washing easier. I think I'm in that camp, I said before on the podcast, I just think life's too short to be kind of spending all day washing cars. I think ceramic ceramic coats just help things fall off. And they it's do just repel. Easier. It repels the... Yes, aquaphobic. I think they say in the uh, oh, in the industry. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I think if you had a car that was full PPF, sometimes say like Andy, if your car was full PPF, you might get home and think, "Oh, I'll sort that out in a few days' time because it's PPF." But then you forget about the salt underneath, inside the wheels, yeah. in all the nooks and crannies. 
And I think PPF gives you a false sense of security sometimes. It doesn't do what you think it does. I mean, it it, it makes it easier to clean and it repels against stone chips. Yeah, granted. Uh, but it doesn't give you the protection that um, some people might think it does, especially in salty and horrible weather. Yeah. yeah, valid points. Yeah. Valid what about point. you, Neil? Uh, no, not Neil. Lee. What's your name? Lee. That's the one I'm Mate, looking you, for. You can call me anything you like on the weekend. Um, yeah, I had a, a pretty unique situation on Monday last week. So I had uh, two Porsches, both of which were broken. Uh, and <laughs> uh, yeah, brilliant. And I had uh, I had them in at two different garages just because that's how it worked out um, on the same day and uh, had them fixed. So that was good. Uh, the Cayenne, um, I'm about to do a buyer's guide video where I will stress sincerely um, the main problem that they have is the carden shaft. And there is a distinct vibration that will let you know your carden shaft is gone because I had it. And I think you experienced it, Andy, yeah. at 20, 40 and just above 70, I think, on the on the speedo um yeah this vibration right through the class yeah in the in the end the, the whole carbon shaft needs to be replaced oh you had to have um, the whole shaft replaced Ouch. yeah yeah so that wasn't wasn't amazing but yeah. it drives wonderfully now i have to say really really nice so that's replaced that's good um the 911 was just the alternator yeah. um so i've had a, a bosch reconditioned alternator put on there obviously with a new belt um, and that's all cool in the gang. So two of the cars back up and running now. I have to say, and I'm going to do a video to dive into this in a little more detail because I'm I'm calling the car Trigger's Broom now. It's had so, <laughs> all of its parts replaced. <laughs> you know, once once the engine and gearbox go bang, which I'm sure is around the corner, ev- everything. Ev- well, is, why not? Why not? Come at me, fate. Come at me. But ev- <laughs> everything's new on the car, and and. This year had so many plans. You know about Mandy. I bored you about it enough. You know, changing the colours of the wheels, putting um, new seats in, uh, putting a nice exhaust on because the car's quite quiet naturally or as standard. Um, I've not done any of it because I've just spent all my spare cash on fixing that bloody car. So it's made me fall out of love with it a little oh, bit, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I just don't drive it as much. If I, you know, absolute go-to cars, the Cayenne. Yeah, just for for ease. I know I'm out tomorrow. Is it, is to it time charade. for the, Is it time for little Irish to? Um... I'd, I'd regret it if I sold it. That's yeah. that's the thing. But then um, you could buy the nine nine three cab that you've been talking about. Ye- I know. Yes, in this every time I get in your car, Andy, and and it, uh, you know, see lovely pictures of C four S's on the internet, just makes me want a nine nine three cab just for something different. I don't know what's going on. If there's a couple of wires touching in my head or what, I don't know. But I just think they're seriously cool. I agree. Another- there's an unknown three targa on collecting cars at the moment uh, yeah so i'd, I'd yeah. want a cab i think I'd, a target doesn't quite do it for me um in 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 that body shape um i think it, the 996 is probably a bit better just because it's got the hatch on the back the 993 mm. it's a it's yeah uh, quite heavy up top and not a lot of usable space um the light that gets into the cabin on those though is amazing they always look so it is, but yeah. I mean, I just, you know, if I want to grow plants, I'll put them in a greenhouse, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't see, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd, I need I need something, you know, Neil, is there, is there space on your road trip in a couple of weeks or next week? You know, I need I need something like that is kind of how I feel, just to kind of fall in love with that car again, because at the moment I'm just finding it difficult to to get in the groove with, with the old 996. I think that's so, what you need, because um, I think um, people are lucky enough to own more than one 911 you you sort of look at cars in the garage and you think oh yeah that's like losing my well 
apart from at the moment, because most used cars are going up, but in previous years, you look at them and they go, oh yeah, that's going down. I'm losing money. And it's got tax insurer and everything like that. And then you get in, you drive it, and then you fall in love with it again. I think you just need a, a really good road trip. Maybe go up to the Yorkshire Moors where we went to on the um, shoot, remember, with the, yeah. with, with the GT3. Just spend a couple of yeah. days up there, maybe with the missus, and just drive around that car. That would be fantastic for those roads. Yeah. I mean, you would drove... you make it, though? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the drop, at least when it goes bang on drop it's a heart tech on the way i know what you're saying Neil. and and yeah. to be honest you know again we've said before nobody needs a porsche where we no. have one because we, we mm. want one and it's a physical and metaphorical vehicle um to good times so like you say i think that's where the road trip element comes in go away um with uh you know the better half or uh, friends or whatever it is but you know that car is is part of the memory and i think that does then endear you to it a bit more yeah. and just where it spent a lot of time you know broken and sitting on lifts uh yeah it just takes the fun out of things a little bit you've had a double whammy as well though haven't you because you've had grief from the 996 plus at the other end you've got the kn and that's new and interesting and different and so easy to use and and cool so that you know so it's a combination of things i've been the same a little bit with the mccann you know you drive the mccann all the time and you think oh, this is all the car you need you know you know, yeah. you know, you don't really need anything else. So you start to think, guy, and I've got a load of money in that 991. Do I really need that? And then you go out <laughs> for a blast and you drive it and you think, oh, yeah, of course you do. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's unlucky. When, when you're pouring money into something that's for stuff that you can't see, um, you know, they give it back to you and it looks the same as when you gave it to them around 2,000 pounds. think, oh, bollocks. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it it's exactly it i think where we're heading is uh is a nine works radio road trip and maybe we can get yeah. some listeners involved how about that yeah. that's a great idea yeah excellent yeah i think well, we should all choose one of neil's cars and we'll all go we'll all drive <laughs> neil's cars yep the road trip. that sounds brilliant <laughs> fine with me fine with me yeah. Well, look, that's, let's put the wheels in motion on that. So we'll, we'll organise a Nineworks radio road trip, either for early next year once the cars or Andy's car comes back out to play, um, or if we're brave and we want to do a, a, a weekender, um, maybe towards the end of Feb, start of March or something, I don't know. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's let's do that and let's get listeners at home involved with that because, again, it's, it's, it's the memories that we like to go on about. So let's create some more. So Definitely. I think, think that's about it, gents. Yep. So from... Max, Neil, Andy, and Lee, it's goodbye from Nine Works Radio. See you again. See you again. Cheers, cheers. Bye. This episode is brought to you by our very kind Patreons. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to join them in supporting us, you can do so at www.patreon.com backslash Nine Works Radio.